0: God's top ten list. Number ten. You shall not covet. You shouldn't want something that's not yours, that's somebody else's. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Don't speak unfairly, falsely, or gossip about others. You shall not steal. Number eight. We'll come back to that. You shall not commit adultery. Number seven. Number six. You shall not kill. Number five. Honor your father and your mother. Number four. Honor the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Number three. Don't take the Lord's name in vain. Number two. You shall not make any false idols or graven images. And number one, you shall have no other gods before me. Now has it ever occurred to you that the Ten Commandments are intimately connected to the great commandment that Jesus gave us? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, strength, and soul, and your neighbor as yourself. You see, the first four commandments all have to do with God, a right relationship with God. When we love God with all our heart, mind, strength, and soul, we're honoring the first four commandments. The fifth commandment has to do sort of with the neighbor, but it's a hinge between God and All others because our life comes into existence through the mystery of our birth. That's our parents. But also God as creator. So that fifth commandment hinges the first four with the next five, all of which have to do with a right relationship with your neighbor. If you love your neighbor, if you truly love your neighbor, you're not going to kill somebody. You're not going to commit adultery. You're not going to steal, you're not going to bear false witness, and you're not going to covet wanting something that's not yours because it's your neighbor's. Now something else I want you to think about. This eighth commandment, you shall not steal, is tied to the other nine. When you steal something, there's a precursor to that. You have to want something that's not yours to steal it. So you covet. You desire something that's not yours, right? Like the guy who, who said that when he was a kid, he used to pray to God for a new bicycle until he realized that that's not the way God works. So he stole one and then asked God to forgive him. But think about it. The ninth, as we explored last week, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Because when you do, you're stealing their character, their identity, their integrity. You're trying to take something away from them when you talk badly about somebody, unfairly, when you say falsehoods about another person. You're stealing something that's hard for them to get back. And number seven, should not commit adultery. Well, That's stealing another person's spouse. And of course, killing somebody, that's, that's stealing their life. That's taking their life from them. And number four, if we don't honor the Sabbath, they were taking away God's day and using it for our day. And when we take the Lord's name in vain, when we don't don't honor that, we're taking away from the respect of God. We're stealing God's respect. Same with, with false idols, other gods. We're stealing what is God's. We're stealing God as number one in life and saying other things or something else is more important. So see, all the other nine commandments are tied to this eighth commandment, you shall not steal. Now, a Sunday school teacher was trying to, to teach her kids the difference between right and wrong, and she was using stealing as, as, as one of the things she was talking about, and so she decided to use an example. and She said, um, if, I, if I slip my hand into a man's pocket and take his wallet and take all his money, what am I? A little little one in the back of the class said, his wife. <laughs> now, we all know we're not supposed to steal. We're not supposed to steal money. We're not supposed to steal things. But there are lots of other ways to steal. As was mentioned, we can steal somebody's dignity. We can try to steal somebody's character. But we can steal ideas and then take credit for it ourselves. We can try to steal friendship. We get jealous that somebody else is friends with somebody else. And so we try to hone in and and make sure that that person really Spending time with us, and we do things that subvert that relationship with the other people. We can steal love, make it a game, get somebody to love us, and as soon as we steal their love, drop them like a hot potato. It's all about power and the ego and insecurity, which we all have at some level or another. There are ways to steal so many things in life that we need to re-examine this commandment that we kind of take at face value and say, well, okay, stealing, uh, uh, that's not me. Because we each have learned in our own way, I think, for almost all of us here, we know not to steal money and property, right? I mean, I learned it when I was a kid. I first learned about it When my dad shared a story of how when he was a teenager, he wanted to be in this in-group of kids, and their initiation was he had to go to the local market. And in those days, there were just little grocery stores, mom-and-pop grocery stores, and he had to steal a sack of potatoes. That was his initiation. So he did it, but he was dumb, and he brought it home. And when my grandfather found out about it, he made him take a cold shower and then go right back down to the store with the potatoes and return it and apologize. Now, I had to learn about it for myself, too. When I was old enough to go to the local dime store, candy store, I devised a really clever scheme. I had saved up money. I had saved up 50 cents, and I was going to go in and see if I could pull this one off. I decided I was going to take five dimes in and go back to the bin and count out 51 pieces. Now, this is when you could buy bubblegum for a penny. Buy 51 pieces of bubblegum, only I was going to pay with 50 cents. And I waited till there was enough of a line, so it was kind of busy, and I laid all these bubblegum pieces down on the, on the conveyor belt there. And she started to, the clerk started to count and looked at the line, and I said, oh, there's 50. And I put my five dimes down. She quickly put them in a bag, and out the door I went. Before I could pop the first piece of bubble gum in my mouth, I got this horrible pit in my stomach. It seemed like such a little thing, one penny. But I knew it was wrong. I knew it was wrong. We've all learned, right? I mean, we've all learned not to steal money, money, someone else's things. But like I said, there are so many different ways that we can steal. And, and today's world has really kind of expanded that. I mean, if you look at it, uh, you look at the Internet, you look at all these different things, um, so many different. I mean, there's intellectual property, there's t- technological and scientific property, There are scams on the Internet, phone scams. Think of the millions and millions of dollars that people have given away through scams and how that happens. You know, just on the news a couple days ago, there was something about false rentals and people paying thousands of dollars for these rentals they think they're getting and they give them their credit card information and they show up, it's not there. As Carmen Ortiz said a few years ago, stealing is stealing. Whether you use a computer command or a crowbar, or whether you take documents, data, or dollars, stealing is stealing. And think about white-collar crime versus petty theft. Petty theft is usually poor people. White collar crime, those who already have a lot, wanting more. Greed enters into this, and yet the the punishment seems inverted in those two and unfair. Now I want to make another distinction because I don't want you to get confused about this. Emulating or taking something good from another person, a quality in another person that's really good that you value, that maybe is Christ-like. And stealing that into yourself, if you will, that's not a bad thing. That's appropriating. That's learning. That's, that's finding ways to take the best of something and apply it in your own life. <clears throat> I've often called this stealing for Jesus or stealing from Jesus. The best in Jesus, I'm not Jesus, but I can try to apply something of the Christ in me. Bless, bless you. <laughs> um, apply something to the best of Christ in me or other people where I see the Christ Spirit alive and burning brightly, to want to see if I can't get something of that too so that I can give back. That is stealing for the right reason. Okay. But stealing when you know it's wrong, when it's not yours, that's a different matter. I think most forms of sin are tied to stealing. Some form of stealing. If you think about it, A lot of sin broke, and by that I just mean broken relationships, whether it's with God or with others, a broken relationship usually has to do with stealing something. As I said earlier, the nine commandments are all tied in some way to this one commandment, you shall not steal. You shall... Not steal. We know it and we try to honor it. I'm suggesting we need to examine it across the entire landscape of our living. As our texts say in Romans, if you preach it, brother, If you preach it, are you doing it? Are you stealing? And if you steal, as Ephesians says, stop. You are called to build up, not tear down. So, as our sermon title asks, whose loss is it? Well, whenever something is stolen, it's the loss of the person who has something stolen. But ultimately, it's the loss of the person stealing. The loss of their personhood. Who they've been created to be. A child in the image of God. Because when we steal, we are not living up to the image of God in us. So, whose loss might it be? Hate to say it. Ours. But God is God and thank God for we are loved in spite of everything. And so is every other human being on the face of this earth because we are all equally loved by God. Thanks be to God. Amen.